Alright guys, this is No Track Outback's very first ever podcast. Over the next hour and a bit, me and Ryan are going to be talking about a couple things that we've been doing in this past spring and summer. So first off, we're going to talk about our kayak trip and the video. Then we're going to talk about prepping for bow season, do a quick touch on broadheads and recurve versus compound bows. Then we're going to talk a little bit about our spring bear takedown video and what was going on during that during the taking of that video. We're going to touch on conservation a little bit and then we're going to talk a little bit more about our kayak video and the grizzly encounter that we had on it. So stay tuned. Hope you enjoy. So we'll touch on some footage and videos coming soon which will obviously be because the one that we just did was the kayak video. Yeah. The 16 minute long one. That one was good. It was good. It was a good time. Good experience. I know you probably wanted to get more of the bear I talking think, in. Well, I think we just had a problem. Um, we just had lots of footage missing. Like, we had lots of, like, big parts of the day that we didn't videotape at all. Yeah. Parts that should have been but part of the journey of the video. Because the video itself doesn't have much structure. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, 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 like, it's like there's pieces missing, right? Yeah. Throughout. You're only <coughs> getting like half the story. Like I think the way that uh, Jason edited it was, well, he made it in like on a daily, like it says, you know, the next morning or the second morning or the second yeah. evening or whatever. So but we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough content to fill. Like it went from the first morning to like the second night and nothing in between. Yeah. It's like doing kind of like a mini documentary. Yeah. Without the content. But we didn't. We just didn't have enough. To fill it. To fill it, just that, and that's our own fault. We had lots of paddling videos. Yeah. And <coughs> we had lots of very long videos, like. 12 minute, 13 minutes of just paddling. There's 45 minute videos on there too where I forget, oh really? I forget to even turn it off. It was just paddling, right? So those, those are hard to get through for one. Just to watch paddling. So the footage is like, it's long enough to be a mini documentary by our yeah, documentary about like a little kayak video on an outdoor trip. It's just we didn't have enough. Well, we didn't talk to the camera enough. Yeah. We didn't do enough camera work period, which was fine because that was the first trip we ever really done any filming on. Yeah. It was because because our we had the camera issues with the with the old camera that we had replaced, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the what was wrong with it again? The battery or it just kept cutting off. Yeah, it just kept turning off, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the battery or just No, because yeah. 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 Because it kept the other batteries and they were fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of beginner things, but that's to be expected anyway, I'd say. Well, and with this moose hunt we're going to talk about later, that's kind of what I'm going to do, the same thing, the way that Jason edited it, but we're going to have a lot more content, a lot more like us talking to the camera, mm-hmm. and a lot more uh, in-action kind of video, short ones, right? We don't need 45 sure. minutes videos of people of us paddling. Short to the point, really. Yeah. I'd say. 
Because a lot of times nobody wants to sit there and just watch for 16 minutes. Well, that's right? the thing that's Especially that's if there's not The enough. feedback that I heard about the kayak video was just that it's so long and drawn out. Some of the, like, some of the scenes of us just paddling. Yeah. Nobody talking, just nothing. There. No, nothing's happening, right? Yeah. Just paddling. A lot of it. You watched it. There's a lot of that, right? Not a lot of anything else going on. Yeah, there wasn't much. Which is nobody's fault but our own but there are some good there are there is some good footage in there like you showing camp on the third second or third morning the second and uh the walk or the kind of like the little interview thing I did the last morning after we found the bear tracks so we need to do more and more of that stuff because that's good footage and it's good people want to watch that well stuff. especially the one where you were talking about kids that would have been great but there's no uh, sound though no sound if you guys do like a weekend like survival trip again you guys should um like film what you guys are eating like if you're making stuff out there you know yeah like pretty much every little thing that we do right except for paddling and that's in that yeah <laughs> maybe get a couple of minutes of paddling mm-hmm. in and then you can just use that into the video. As right? cutscenes. Yeah, cutscenes. Or you could even, like you said, if you just like, try and record everything. Making the fire, making the shelter, cutting down some trees for the shelter, you know. Yeah, showing, like actually, actually showing people our area and our camp and what happened, like telling people, talking. We have to talk to the camp. It's, it's got to be like a video journal. That's what it is. What we were talking about, right? So we need to be able to just have it on all the time, I think. Not all the time, but like for we just need to use it more. Time. We just have to yeah. remember it's there more. Yeah. Not get too too hasty out there. Because a lot of the times you just want to build shelter right away and just not worry about anything else. That's how I get it anyways. Yeah. Well, with this moose hunt, we're not going to build anything. We're just, yeah, we're gonna have shelter. just going to take a tent with us. Yeah, I think we we uh, we'll plan out our trip. Um, find out about that canoe. Then we'll start planning our trip, and uh, and then we can plan maybe some shots that we want. Plan the video before and get those shots, and then get extra stuff. Yeah, actually put effort into. Producing. The work beforehand. Yeah, better, we got to work. We're gonna be better, mm-hmm. better production than we have been. Need a drink. Yeah, more production too. and better structure. We just have to know what we gotta film. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to guess when we're out there. So what are we? We're fifteen. 15 days from bow season today, August 10th. August 10th, yep. August 10th, 15 days, isn't it? And that'll lead us into the moose hunt, right? So we'll be leaving on the 23rd, you said? Yeah, well, we're gonna. Um, it'll definitely be between the 25th and. Where are we going? Where are we gonna launch from? I actually don't remember. White Court. White Court. Yeah, we can talk about that later, though. Talk about the moose hunt after. Yeah. Um, so with bow season coming up, we're gonna get back into shooting lots. Yeah, today. 
Like we were saying earlier. Yeah, we did a little bit of shooting earlier. Yeah, I found, you know, I, I haven't shot, I haven't shot for a little while. Just because I haven't had arrows since bear season. Mm. There's been so much going on and I kind of hate myself for getting away from shooting so much. But I finally got arrows and I did a little bit of shooting last night. And just from the first three arrows that I shot, the grouping compared to the last three arrows that I shot, it honed in like, it went from like six inch, eight inch, nine inch spread between arrows to like a three inch grouping. Mm -hmm. So just, just from- Taking the rust off. It sounds like yeah, it just just from getting kind of like getting the groove back, yeah. brought it back in already, and that was, you know, I was shooting right before, right before dark, and uh, I shot from twenty, I shot from thirty, I shot from forty. How many arrows? Do you how many arrows do you like to shoot in the field? Does it all depend on you get out there? I have to say it all depends how I feel. I was just shooting at home, right? So I wanted to try those new arrows out and make sure that they. They were the same weight, but they're a new, new even new brand and new style of arrow. So, mm -hmm. kind of to make sure they were gonna be uh, sighted in for my bow, and uh, they are. So I don't have I didn't have to change anything. Where did you get them? Bows. Yeah, they're just gold. They're they're the gold tip hunter. Uh, yeah, and then there's one more. There's a little bit more expensive gold tip one above that, but but I really like the uh, the shaft size. It's a little bit bigger than what I usually shoot, and it it I, I, it, it fits heads better, mm. and uh, I, it's it's actually lighter, but it's a little bit wider. Like yeah, it's got a bigger diameter than than my other ones, and I, so far it'd be like this compared to like a little bit bigger, right? Yeah, comparing a pen. Increase that in size, you get better grip. Yeah, exactly. Your finger. So yeah, we'll be leaving into bow season. It's all the practicing we need, and I find that I am not fucking good at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might have to. Uh, well, you're gonna have to shoot lots. Yeah, definitely be shooting the next few weeks. Ten days, fifteen days. Well, even you, just from starting out today to tweaking your technique a little bit mm -hmm. some new things to try think about tweaking some tips yeah. brought it in quite a bit you went from not hitting anything to, <laughs> to hit it consistently and I found the arrow was a lot too it seems like it was a lot different than the broadhead one I was shooting they were earlier. a little bit heavier arrow you don't you don't need like that's a that's a pretty heavy arrow so you shoot a little bit of lighter one and mm -hmm. it just flies better but when we're out there and I need to throw a broadhead on and then I need to I need to know that I'm hitting the exact same way I'm hitting with a field field That's why you should be practicing with the same arrows, so we'll get it figured out. To replicate it as much as possible. Yeah. <coughs> well, like I said, there's a guy on Facebook the other day that was saying like the, so the tips matter. The tips make that big of a Do they? Yeah. yeah, I think I seen that post. Yeah. Well what Yeah, I was reading your 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 comments the there. Green as long as it weighs the same as the field tip, but then well, theoretic are talking about the four th blades. Th theoretically, four blades. the same weight should shoot the same weight, but broadheads are shaped different. Yeah, they're shaped completely different. And, and I thought of that after lots of broadheads are shaped completely different than other broadheads. Some have wide blades, some have solid blades, some have blades that are just... What are, what are the ones that come out? The mechanical ones, right? Mechanical. Yeah. 
totally different than a broadhead dude, right? Shooting. Well, a mechanical shoots a lot more like a field tip. Because it's folded into basically the size of a field tip, and then when it when it makes contact, it opens, right? But uh, I don't like shooting mechanicals. I don't I don't believe in I don't believe in shooting mechanical broadheads. And some people do. Some people some people will uh, swear by them, but I just don't like the idea of something that's completely out of my control going wrong at this last split second. Like if it doesn't open, it'll still go in the animal, or it even it might even bounce off. But if it goes in and doesn't open, doesn't do anything, then I mean, you just injured an animal. Yeah, exactly. You know, now you're dealing with a whole other set of problems. Not to mention your hunt spoiled, right? And you're a little bit upset after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just not. I don't know. It's just I would. I know broadheads work. Regular fixed blades. So the less things that can go wrong, the better, right? That, that's my my thinking anyway. But I also like the primitive like shooting recurves and shooting, yeah, shooting feather, like making my own feathered arrows and all that stuff. Fletching. Yeah, do it. Yeah, doing the fletching and all that, all that fun stuff. The recurve is fun, and you can't. I don't think you can shoot it thinking that you're gonna always hit the target that you're looking at. Well, that just without extreme. That just comes with dedication, experience, right? yeah, dedication, commitment. It's totally different, I think. That's why I want to compound. I like the target shooting a lot. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. You just have to get good at recurve, and you'll love it. You will absolutely. Oh, I bet. But damn, the learning curve. I don't know. It seems like it did be a little bit bigger than compounding you know, not to say that it's not hard in the yeah right because you got to pay attention to all your mechanisms your your um the, your level right Actually yeah you're watching that every time you wait till it gets to the middle perfectly slows down and then you fire off that arrow and it's super accurate yeah it is it hit my arrows yeah <laughs> yeah like we were playing arrow tag out there yeah. a little bit <laughs> you know getting within Two inches, one inches, taking feathers taking off feathers you, off, yeah, like consistently. Off. It's pretty accurate, mind you. That was only at twenty yards, but you know, like I'm when still. You did the bear at what was that? Forty-two yards this spring. Oh, the one that I, the one, that, the one that was on video. Yeah, the one that we got recently. I think. Well, we didn't know that was completely. You didn't have your fight. I never. That ne no, I didn't have. I never rated. It's on the video. I never looked at it through the rangefinder. I can't remember if you had it at all. I think it was in the truck. I left it in the truck because we thought we got it, right? Yeah. In the leg, or at least. No, no, I no, because we went in there because we seen we heard it rolling around, right? So we were gonna go in there for just to. Oh, after you shot. Just to pop it off, right? And uh, yeah. no, I did have the rangefinder when I shot it the first time in the back. Yeah. That was ranged. It. That was ranged at. I fuck. Uh, what did I? So there was that little shelf, right? We came down off the off the trail, shelf down, like sheared off, like yeah. ten. 12 feet right just straight down I actually had to what slide down it yeah. then there was another shelf and then it sheared off another six seven feet and then it went across a little uh, like a ravine type thing a little ditch, ditch and that's where the bear was sitting right on the willows right on the tree line and he was just he did not give a shit that other one took off though yeah, right? like the, the one that was with him took off and went up across the trail and just stood on its hind legs and watched the truck the whole yeah, time watched us 
watched us stop the, the other time. one, right? It was a little bit unnerving because we didn't even have, didn't have the rifle that we time. Didn't, we didn't even take a gun with us. We were just <laughs> a little bit spontaneous, but we were safe. We're out there with uh, Eric's compound, my recurve. I think I brought like one arrow. You had two. Two. You had your three. No, you only had one when you went in. You had two when we were at the truck, but you only had one. You only went in with one. Yeah. But yeah, so we sh we sh well, I shot it at what? Like, I think it was 28. And I had to shoot it through a little box of openings in the spruce boughs. Fuck, did I ever exaggerate that, eh? <laughs> and I got... Well, I got him in the back. We thought we got him good. Because he was moaning and he was flipping around. Yeah. And we waited. Well, we said we'll wait there for like five minutes we'll for him to stop. Five, ten minutes till we can't hear him rolling around anymore. We could still hear him, so I was like, okay, well, we better... Better just go... Probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have gone in there, but, but I, I, you didn't I, know he was taking off that fast. I felt like he had a good, I had a good shot on him, right? We didn't hear him anymore, so we went in, and we, when we walked down there, we found the arrow, right? Well, that I hit him with. Yeah, blood. Had blood on the end of it, didn't it? Well, it was all full of blood. Uh, that was the one that went right through him. Well, what happened to the other one? No, we. I think he bit. Him no, no, the he. First time. He bit the arrow in half. It shot him in the back, right? Yeah, and then the he first bit the very first one. What about the other shot? Oh, in the foot? Yeah, was it in the foot? Or did we ever there was no, there that? was, we no didn't even find blood. any blood. No, we found, blood well we did, there was, there was, like, like a knife mm -hmm. cut to the finger kind of amount of blood, like there was a couple drops on the, on the arrow, but he bit the arrow right in half and pulled it out, the broadhead was still laying there too, right? Yeah, I remember that. So that it was wasn't, scary. it was fuck mm -hmm. all, right? And then I think when we, when we caught up to him, he was just licking his leg. He wasn't injured because he took, he was, he took off from where we yeah. seen him the first time. Yeah. And you could hear him huffing in there. Oh, stomping. he was, yeah, exactly. And he, he, yeah, I, he obviously was fine. The way he took off after I shot him the second time too, he was obviously fine, right? Mm -hmm. With that shot anyway. And then, so took, that was at, yeah, that was at, for that first shot when I got him in the foot, that was at 42. We weren't sure and uh, why well, I, I think I ranged him at 42. He looked down, so I took a couple quick steps. It might have been 40. Then I had to shoot him, and then uh, he wasn't broadside though. He was quartering away. Quartering away. And uh, as soon as I shot, I he was looking at us. And as soon as I shot, he started running, he and I watched that arrow. I watched him run away from that arrow, and it hit him right in the back of the leg. Oh, he heard it. Then he knew that he was shooting. Well, I, I watched him. I watched him get out of the way of the arrow, and it ended up hitting him in the leg. Mm. And then what we, we went up the road, well, we looked for him, and he was there. And he was defensive, so we, we thought well, we better leave him alone. Yeah, especially when I went in there with a rifle. And we couldn't find any blood, really, so, except for point of impact. And he just bit the arrow in half. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and if there was no blood on the broadhead either, just blood on the ground a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you know he's not that idiot. So I didn't, he, he like, it was obviously not anything serious but then we came back down the road and there he was with another one <laughs> and the whole time Cordy's like watching our back in the truck yeah and because we're paranoid of that other bear coming yeah, down yeah that other bear well when we drove up the other bear ran off wasn't it or was it yeah, yeah no, it was when we drove up yeah he, he, he took he off into the bush ran across and then was watching us and I just said to mm -hmm. Courtney I said if he starts moving towards us at all just start oh, honking the horn like mm -hmm. crazy and then I look back some of the times and I see Courtney like staring at us I'm like what if she's staring at us and the bear is walking across <laughs> the road right now she's like don't worry she's got this 
And then, yeah, so from, from that shelf, I think it was 30, 28 maybe. And I shot through that little window of trees and I hit him in the back. Yeah, and, and, that I, was and we both thought shot. we got him good. Mm-hmm. We both thought it was a good him. shot. It was a good shot. It, it was, was just high. Shot, yeah. And that's just has to do with the way I was. I think we just, I mean, not to, not to try and make excuses or anything, but shooting through a little window, mm-hmm. we were elevated too. We were like 12 feet up on the bear. Mm-hmm. So shooting downwards, that, that'll. He was facing broad. And he was completely side. broadside, yeah. He just sitting there. Didn't, didn't even care that we were there. Yeah, so then he went He went tumbling through the bush and we waited what 10 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. And we we uh, heard I him stop. Was, definitely thought that was a kill shot. Yeah, I thought right I, got, I thought I got him in the lungs. They said to you. Mm-hmm. He said I got him in the lungs. Yeah, he, he's going to be a minute. said just wait. Yeah. We'll we'll just wait. Just wait. And uh, he kind of tumbled around and I figured for sure that's that's like that's just like a deer when you shoot him in the lungs, you know, they'll run 20 yards maybe sometimes depending no, how depending how good and then you know, like, you walk up there and there's freaking lungs hanging on the trees. Like, you know, you got them good, right? And there was. There was, yeah, like, there blood was, everywhere, right? Yeah, there, was, yeah. there was a lot of blood. Didn't get as much pictures of the one. Because I think he I think he puked up something, some of his organs or something. I think, didn't we see? A bunch of his organs, or like um, a lung or something. After the first shot? No, after the second. The one that went through him. He got him three times. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, the second one. Yeah. That went through his back, though. Yeah, it was because remember we found it. It was just the, uh, just the front half of the arrow was in him still. When we got home, oh, remember? That's right. Yeah, he, yeah. Bit, he had bit the second one. He bit that one in half too and pulled the back out. But the broadhead was still inside of his yeah, back. The third one, I'm thinking, went right through. Yeah, and the third one. Yeah. yeah. So then I was it was the wrong we one. we would have. How did we? We followed him through this old riverbank, eh? Yeah. Must have been. One we came up on the left. We followed his blood trail. Down into where the riverbank started. Bunch of wills. Or the creek through through some high grass, and then his blood trail went into the, some real thick, like deadfall almost. Hey, like with with some thick spruce trees. We decided. I decided no, we're not going in there. But there's a clearing up there. Maybe we can get up and around. Yeah. And see him from the other side, because we can still hear him moving. Mm-hmm. He was moving. And fast. he had gone a long ways. Like we yeah. were. Like the trail we took was probably. Like we probably walked like. 400 yards around this little bend yeah. he's walking around and then we went up on I said okay well he's definitely down in that lower part so let's go up on the hill mm-hmm. and at least then as soon as I could see him I could just shoot him down right or even if he decides to well, we to move on us we didn't know we didn't how injured he know, was we didn't even know how injured he was exactly so, so we well we caught up to him and then that's where the video was actually the video started where we got into that thick stuff went up on the hill yeah right when you're like okay we know where he is we know what's going on yeah, so we went up on the hill, and then I didn't even range it. Didn't even have a rangefinder. I just guessed. I, I was thinking thirty-eight, forty. I seen you when I was there. I remember you were like thinking about pulling. It looked like, and then you're like, no, get a little bit over. To I was the like, oh, I, I was then, well, <gasps> I went to pull because I seen him move. I see, like that was the first moment I seen him. Was when I went to pull, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm ready to get him. And then I realized what he, he was just crawling, mm-hmm. and I realized he didn't. He, he he wasn't worried about us. He was getting the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. He was worried about us. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't looking at us at all. Oh, he no. was just worried about getting the hell out of there. He was quite a good distance away still. Yeah. Still 30-some yards. So we... Well, we were... Yeah, we were probably 60 yards from the first time I thought about it. And then we got, within, got, over that ball. got within 40. A little bit under 40. Was got 40? Him. Really? I think so. That's what I aimed with was with my 40 pin right in the middle of his back, right between his shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got right him. Right through. 
Going right through his spine and right through both of his lungs. That's the shot that you know, like that's the shot that I thought you were talking about, or that you got the second time on the second shot. No. I thought that was the shot. When we looked at it through, when after we skinned it, yeah, like this is where that's the, the hole. Third in the chest. one went. Yeah, the big hole through the. Well, the big hole's in the back, but the, the, the broadhead just remember it just poked just like an inch out the chest, poked a little hole. Because when we rolled them over, it was still there. Eh? I thought it went right through. Well, it wasn't the ground yet. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's actually more less than an inch, probably more like four or five, because it was in that log, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it just it pinned him down. It yeah. just pinned him down. And then that was uh, it. And he's—I he, skinned him out the other day. Like I skinned out his paws, took him out of the freezer the other day. He's got big paws on him. Bigger than. Bigger than I thought. Day. Bigger than I thought. Yeah. He's a decent sized bird. He's a little short, he but it's heavy to get out of there. Going up all that. Oh. Going up all that brush and. We're lucky he was small. Yeah. We're lucky he was small. If he was a big one, we would have been. We'd have been tired recording him out there, right? Well, yeah, that's what we would have to do: was skin get him, dark. skin him, and then quarter mm-hmm. him to get his body out. Down in that ravine with we didn't even gut him there either. We gutted him. Or did we, oh, we yeah, we did gut him. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. He would have been real heavy. Yeah, there wasn't was too bad to carry it. No, but the bugs. Like, really, you, do you remember the mosquitoes? Terrible. That's Courtney's job was just to hold a sweater <laughs> yeah, and swing us. <laughs> keep the mosquitoes off of us as we're just like drenched in sweat <laughs> while this bear up through this fucking, what was it, like rose bushes and thick willows and spider webs bushwhacking it hard <laughs> and we cut the, we didn't even go around the ravine because it was way longer so we just cut right, right through, through to the road and uh, it was it was a pretty rough trail throwing him over a deadfall oh, yeah fuck <laughs> but he was worth it it was like the first animal with my bow your first bear yeah, first, your first, first bear first real close up hunting experience for me that was intense yeah, it was intense. intense, and that was just trail hunting. Like that wasn't even that was wasn't even stand hunting or anything. Yeah, there's no effort to do it. So there is effort, but the effort comes afterwards. Before we just went up the road, we were up there what two? Not even two clicks. Not even a two click road. I bet. What road was that again, Courtney? Took a right, went up there a little bit. Two bears right on the right-hand side. The other one noticed us. The other one didn't. Yeah, still had to get... We were, we were watching him for five, seven minutes before I took a shot, though. Just, just trying to get down that hill. Because I was going to shoot him right from the road, right? And it was like 46, 47 yards. I was like, I'm going to get down that hill. that hill. You were standing on an angle when you were shooting. I'm pretty sure. Were you looking through that yeah, angle? I had one knee on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Cause I couldn't mm-hmm. get down that first, the first full slope. I was halfway down the slope, so I could look through the spruce trees. I was down on one knee. You didn't want to get very close either, cause you didn't know how injured you was at the yeah, time, exactly. right? Exactly. He was just, just he was just sitting there, not even looking at us. So I was kind of scared that he might just snap and turn. And, and I was trying to get up that hill, man. And bull rush. Yeah, I was trying to get up that hill. It wouldn't have happened in time. <laughs> not before. Not before him, man. Not before bear. The only thing that worries me a little bit about, well, I, you know, it doesn't even worry me, but about that video is just that we did shoot him three times. Mm. <laughs> I think that's why we got so many dislikes on that YouTube video. But it's a real thing, and you know what? Once you commit to it, you can't just 
Probably better to shoot him three times than leave him injured. Well, that's the thing. We got him too. Well, well, we were trying to get at him as quickly as possible. But we didn't want to put our own safety in jeopardy, right? Defense move. Yeah, exactly. So that was a good time. That was, that was really the time where it decided for me that I was either gonna hunt or not hunt anymore. That was the moment. What, I told was, the, you what that. was the turning point? What the was exact the moment that you, that arrow went through the back of that bear? And the moaning. Oh, the moment that you knew it was done. That was it. The moment that you knew well, that like we the took, moment that took you the feel animal. Compassion for it, you know. You're just like for we just moment. really did it. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the real. That was my turning point, anyway. I'm pretty late to get into hunting. Twenty-one years old, just got into it, right? So that was a new thing. It's never too late. You're into it now. Your balls deep. Love it. I mean, you can't, I don't you can't pull out of this one either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I pull out of a hunt? Oh, I really want to get a wolf. I want to see one at least. A bull. Is that what you said? A wolf. Oh, a wolf. But also a bull, though. I'd really like to get a first ungulate this year. At least something. Get some good meat in the freezer. Well, if nothing else, you can shoot it. You know, we shoot a doe. Hmm. You know, I've been seeing lots of bucks this year, though, and word on the street from all the uh, all the old guys that know their shit about hunting, been saying that this is the this is the cycle year. This is the year that's going to be big for, all the bucks. for bucks. You know, we've had we've had last two years we've had big bucks, bigger bucks. This year, like, could be the big banger, right? No, I was listening to Rogan's podcast, and they're talking about the deer that they get in, like, America compared to the size that we get here. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, 100 pound like, Oh, man, I, I got a, a huge whitetail this weekend, and it was, like, 150, 100, or 125, 150 pounds. Like, here, like you can get, like, two. You can get, Sometimes people have shot, like, 300 pound deer, man. I believe it. Just like, big man. boys. And then they show like a little size comparison chart for oh, it's region type thing. It's ridiculous. It's just even, like everything even, in the north. Even at work, just in the in the taxidermy shop, you look, and like, we'll do. We'll have a, we have a young, just a small deer. Somebody got done. Like you know, nothing huge. But it's just a, it's below average deer actually. I think, and. uh like the neck is just tiny and it's, it's got light fur and it's just how then, old is it? Two oh months? I don't know how old it was probably two or three yeah and uh well I'm just not 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 a big gene like not, it doesn't have the genes to be a big big deer mm-hmm. it's got a nice looking rack but it's not heavy anyway oh. right beside like freaking Alberta monster like huge and it's like two necks of that small one, like fit in the, like the big one. It's you'd be surprised unbelievable. how big those necks get, man. The necks are the most impressive part to me on the doe, or on the buck. Yeah, on the like, <laughs> you get these huge monsters that look like they're from uh, on steroids. They look like they're just, <laughs> just buff. Yeah, they look like they're fed steroids. Yeah, it's good good gene deer, and you and then all the genes up here are good. <coughs> well, we got some good ones up here. So they all mate with each other and make better genes. 
you know, cold. So I think I think I was listening to Joe Rogan, and they were talking about. Well, actually, it might not have been Joe Rogan. It could have been Jay Scott or one of those other hunting. I was what, listening to a hunting podcast. What was anyway, the, do you remember the name of it? No, I was try- I'm trying to remember, but I can't. Anyway, they were talking about. You know what? I think it was Joe Rogan. Anyway, they were talking about the um, the size difference between the United States, like the deer in the states, compared to the farther north. You get the bigger ones. Like even the northern states have bigger deer than the southern states. Like, uh... Like, substantially. Montana, Montana I'm pretty sure. Montana's pretty close. Pretty north, is north, it not? Yeah, very north. It's most northern state. One you of the get, most northern states. You get big ones in there, because I see them actually count on UFC with uh, Brock Lesnar lived, used to live there. Oh, yeah. And he goes hunting all the time. He's, like, a hunting fanatic, if you didn't know that. Yeah, he actually has, know. like, some good videos. He's good friends with Rogan, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Must be one of them. They're all friends, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they um, all beat the shit out of each other. They're all crazy. <laughs> But uh, he goes hunting up there. This big deer, this big guy, man, had like a big deer. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, I just wrote down here, Steve Rinella. That's another good one to watch. If you're in the hunt. Yeah, I actually I'm reading his book right now. It's great so far. It's just um, kind of his life story, I guess. How we got it's into called, everything? Just called Meat Eater: Adventures from the Life of an American Hunter. I highlighted a little piece of his book I really liked. Oh, you read the book on the Yeah, the phone. I just downloaded it here. Yeah. I wonder if it'll show the highlight. Just from scrolling here. Anyway, it was something about uh, the con- huge controversy of anti-hunters and hunters who support. Okay, here we go. Um... So the quote is, if hunters really did get their jollies by killing animals, why would we go through the hassle of trying to find wild and unpredictable game animals under sometime, sometimes exceedingly difficult environment, environmental circumstances when we could just volunteer at the Humane Society and kill a few dozen dogs and cats in an afternoon? Or get a job at Iowa Slaughterhouse and kill a couple hundred cattle a day in air-conditioned comfort. So... That's where your meat's coming from, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Like, if, if, if hunters... If, the argument is, you know, some anti-hunters, or maybe all of them, they're all uneducated anyway, um, think that... Hun- hunter, uneducated, hun- uneducated, uneducated on the topic. Exactly, that's what I mean. Right. Well, or, or just, you know, not open-minded, not optimistic about the topic. Once... Once they, they they think that that you're wrong and you're evil for doing you're what you're doing. Bambi. Yeah, exactly. Right? How many times have you guys heard that? Tons. So the the premise is just that anti hunters think that or some people think that hunters hunt because they like killing stuff and it's the psychotic or psychopath it's really not. tendency, but it's not. It has really nothing not. to do with that. I think this leads me back to like my first experience. We were just talking about with the bear. It was deep. It was, it was, you know, you kill something, right? Yeah. You feel for it, but, you know, that's how you get your meat, naturally. This is a real process, right? This is the most natural process exactly. of getting food, meat, right? 
had to be good for population too. Well, it's you look into it. Hunting, hunting is conservation. Yeah, it's a byproduct. Conservation is like a byproduct of hunting. Exactly. I've, he I've heard that said. I exactly. can't remember exactly who said it. Sorry, to steal a quote. Especially when it's regulated properly, right? You don't fucking go out there and poach all the time. Well, exactly. There's laws to follow. There's there's uh, procedures. Th there's ethics. Yeah, and hopefully one would have ethics. And uh, <coughs> you know, anti-hunters use or whatever you want to call them, vegans, vegetarians, whatever, whatever category they fall under. People that believe or don't believe in hunting often think that. Uh, like you're portrayed as this bad barbaric. guy, yeah, or barbaric, or uh, what's the Looney Tunes hunter there? Uh... Oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Do you know? You give us a quick search for Courtney. Can you look it up? Yeah, that's gonna bug me. I don't know why I can't <laughs> think of that. Been a little too long. Anyway, you're you're, you know, you're portrayed as this this redneck. Oh yeah, redneck for sure. Redneck, gun wielding hillbilly. like hillbilly who walks out into the bush into their backyard and just starts shooting at movement. Yeah. Like that's not how it is. And you don't just go out there and slaughter everything you see. That's not. That's not the way it works. And, as, like a community, as hunters in a whole. If, non-believers or un non-supporters. Unbelievers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Elmer Fudd, yeah. Elmer Fudd. Yeah. yeah. Duck already. season, wabbit season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hunting wabbit. <laughs> yeah, like, people who don't believe, or, uh, people who don't support the act and the art of hunting uh, often point out people who, or assemble people who screw up, like poachers and you know, they put us into this, all into this one, well, yeah, it's, uh, one group, and like not everybody poaches. Most people don't poach, and hunters don't appreciate. True conservationists. Hunters, hunters don't like poachers. True, true conservationists aren't poachers. They don't poach. You know, you go out there, you f you follow follow the laws, you fill your tags. I think you don't fill your tags. I think people have a lot of different views on what you would call a conservationist in the first place, because a con conservationist is actually a career type is it not and like we're not a lot of people well it is that hunting is con conservation oh absolutely that's, that's it's the main absolutely conservation yeah it is my, like a lot of people my opinion. don't see it that way hunting in some countries hunting is the most brings the most revenue into population control animal you know like animal sanctuaries like in Africa like you can go pay for a hunt like like everybody I else we can bring up Cecil the lion well did you guys see the giraffe today that was hunting yeah I did but I didn't read the post oh man people were hammering just away. hating it's I'm pretty sure that the back I'm not sure I didn't go too deep into it but the back story is that I guess she got the giraffe and gave it to a tribe like the meat of it right and it was a giraffe that was close to dying anyway yeah so people are hating on her or what? I yeah, didn't read. I yeah, saw the pictures, but I didn't read. There's always hate, right? But that's just the thing is is they're not looking at what it was for. And the they don't they don't like people who argue that this that that this dentist is 
a freaking villain like from a nightmare because he killed a a lion like and the way that you know we don't we don't we don't know the full story but they claim that he was the lion was baited out of the out of the fence out of the sanctuary he was lured outside and then they shot him right outside the fence well it was no it was a legal hunt i actually don't know the story about this completely legal hunt this this uh you you must have heard of it. I've heard of Cecil the Lion. That's what he's called, right? That's yeah. That's that's the a lion. Name. Yeah. So what's the backstory on that? So this, it's the same as that giraffe thing. It just blew up like crazy. This this dentist paid for. I'm gonna have to get back to my original point, eventually. But he um, he he, he paid for. A guided hunt, mm-hmm. on a game sanctuary, mm-hmm. and I think. Well, when he got the lion, they knew like the way the way that game sanctuary guide guided hunts work is usually the sanctuary, the people that work there, the people that take care of the animals, know all the animals individually, and they know which one you're gonna take. They decide for you. It's the name Cecil, right? Which is why they would have named it. Which is another huge reason why people this bothers people so much is because it had a name. Yeah. Human, just human like tendencies. Like it had a name, so it's. Be it's somehow more superior than other wild animals just yeah. because it had a name. Well, what was it doing? So, he he got he took he took the lion and took some pictures of him holding it, you know, and uh, <coughs> and posted them on Facebook and just it just blew up, went everywhere, mm-hmm. people hating on him and uh, just it got it it went viral literally and it was on the news and people were trying to sue him and I think he might even got death threats and stuff like it was bad and and the way it was advertised or the way that people portrayed it was that, that spare the lion kill the that, human that, that the the lion was lured out with bait like literally like <clears throat> baited like holding a stake like come on come out of the fence so I can shoot you but that's not obviously not what happened. And he was in the game sanctuary, like you said. So. Well, he was shot just outside of the game sanctuary, but he was from the game sanctuary. Interesting. But what people don't realize is that all that money that he paid to shoot that lion goes right back into that sanctuary, and they get more money. They get to build better fences. Get to have put more into other put more into like you know saving them if they're saving the animals if they're sick if. All that conservation. All that stuff. That's exactly. conservation. That's that's where and that's the thing. That's what people don't realize. Back. Full circle. Yeah. What people don't realize is that is that all most of the revenue and in lots of places the meat all goes back to like a village to that village or to that area, right? Mm -hmm. Like in Africa, like this giraffe you're talking about. I didn't read the story, but all that meat you said is gonna go right back to the tribe, right? Well, how else? How they're so so they they get money. These people these people paid this village or this sanctuary or whatever all this money to shoot this giraffe mm-hmm. so they get all the money and they get all the meat mm-hmm. and that's you know that's only beneficial to them right exactly everyone wins exactly plus the giraffe was old from what I read well that's the thing right and it was like on its last leg so instead of just you know shooting it with a poison dart or you know like going out it's gonna die anyway they're either gonna kill it it's gonna die slowly in the wild in natural yeah. or they can you know, they can let somebody... And sometimes their animals become problems. Oh, exactly. Especially when they're sick. Sometimes, you know... Here is a good example, is it not? For wolves. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, the the big Yellowstone wolf. I heard it a lot discussed, but in northern Canada, it's bad for the fawns, all the ungulates. Oh, it when is. You, when you let these wolves and you let these bears, big boars that go around and cannibalize, they cannibalize. They eat their. They look actively in the spring to cannibalize young. Yep. So if you take these bears out, these bigger bears that are destroying their own population, other populations of newborn fawns, right? What was that what? story that you told me? Six kilometers away from a newborn fawn, and he oh, just beeline oh, okay. directly towards Yeah, it. I think I remember telling you this story. It's one of the first stories <laughs> we were ever talking about. But that, I don't want to give exact numbers because it could be, could be wrong. But... From what I remember, a, an, a CEO told me this story a long time ago, where a grizzly bear, um, they had him collared or tagged, you know, they were tracking him, and somebody had reported a elk or moose being, like a calf being born, mm. and so Fish and Wildlife knew where both of these sites were where this bear was or where this calf was and mm. this bear traveled like damn near well it traveled like several kilometers well, they the data on it? several kilometers it traveled to to this calf like just it was traveling i guess it was just traveling one way and then it just beelined like at the same like within the same time mm-hmm. just beeline like straight to that calf and just went just literally just crushed through the bush for However long, straight straight Smelling to this birth site. Placenta and like just blood. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Scary. <laughs> Their noses are that good. Well, yeah, and that that they're, they're that interested. Mm-hmm. Maybe that never told you. There's no different at the kayak site, man. That bear is interested. That grizzly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, let's bring that up again. What were we, we were just talking about? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about the conservation of the wolves. And the, the wolves, yeah. We were talking about wolves. So. Well, the wolves, yeah. So when I was, actually, when I was in the Yukon, um, we were down in this valley camping. It was our last little... We were at a lake called Teepee Lake. And it was our last little... Uh, our last leg of our trip, basically. We traveled in there. We were already... We were already in the bush for five days when we got there, three, four or five days when we got there to the lake. And then that was our last camp, and then we were just going to travel all the way out, ten hours in the last day of the school. And uh, we went up and glassed moose just above this lake on the mountain, and I was talking to the, the guy, the outfitter, and he said that he's had a real problem lately with bears and wolves killing, like, moose calves and he said he 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 sees he finds like he he said he's he's seen like calf kills like wolves he's seen wolves while he's glassing for moose he's seen wolves running through and like killing calves and he's found calf sites like dead sites and stuff and then he said that this just this past winter or the winter before that he has been killing like he's been trapping a lot of wolves Mm -hmm. and he said that he hasn't found a single site since like he, I guess he trapped the shit out of the wolves, and it's it's controlled. No. It's controlled. He said he. This is the most 
most moose population he's seen spike in a long time. I was just gonna say that. I bet you the moose spike came up after. It came, and he and he noticed that with no with no like mathematical data. He just he 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 can see it with his own eyes. Exactly. There's something to be said about this experience of actually living there and knowing the land. Exactly. As opposed to like just based on pure numbers, which would be hard to gather anyways unless you tagged so many wolves right yeah they are problems but yeah so so back to the we should we should really talk about that kayak kayak trip experience because there is there's a lot of people especially i know mr melson is uh evan there you would appreciate he always does appreciate talking about it he really scares the shit out of him as much as scares the shit out of us which is a good thing so i still talk to him about it when i see him it's terrifying man so what happened? So, what day is it? Third. It was night? our last day. It was our last night. Third night. Third night we're on that little island. It's a tiny little sliver of an island. So yeah, just so describe the island. Half of it was probably well. Three I would say three of quarters it. of it was just a rock, just a rock just beach. Rock beach, big rock beach, and then the rest of it was thick bushwhack, a couple little trails. It was probably what three quarters of a kilometer long, just a skinny, skinny little island on two sides of. Rushing rapids. Yeah. And uh, then it dropped off like three or four feet. Just dramatic just, just, drop off. Just cliffed off, off on the side we camped on, yeah. Yeah, so we're about four or five feet from the drop off. So there's only a small <laughs> portion. In of the, the little in the little 12 feet of bush line that we had yeah. between the water and the rock beach. <laughs> 12 feet of just like open pine. Mm, yeah. It wasn't good stuff there's a whole bunch of weeds growing it's just shitty ground too uh, well it was it's better than what we stayed in before oh the nice before but uh it would have been a lot of work to make a, a natural shelter yeah. well yeah yeah full natural shelter instead of like we used we used an a-frame and it, it was uh, well i think we didn't see i think uh it held up nobody got wet it's usually nice stuff nobody gets wet you know, it was nice before that we did all the TP ones. But anyways, back to the bear. So we think that the bear came from what we north. What side were we thinking? It would have been north, right? The uh, the island ran. I yeah, thought we, I thought we did discuss this when we were talking. We about did it. discuss it. That it was like the north side. Of, I can't remember. Which way did the island? The island ran east, east to west, didn't it? And then the rock beach was the north side. And then the cliff would have been the south side. I don't remember where the sun set. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Came from the other side of the rapids. It's funny because you guys... Came across. Yeah, you guys before were like, oh, that water should be fast enough that no bears... Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what, Evan, as long as we clean up and we're smart tonight, I said we shouldn't have to worry about, about something crossing the water because that's fast moving water like unless there's something something of interest mm-hmm. of smelling interest <laughs> or even light like, you know sometimes a fire can attract stuff mm-hmm. you're curious right we came right over across the island i think we honestly thought it was just an ungulate well that's what i was hoping for so yeah so <laughs> the wind was blowing we were we were three quarters of the way down the one side and we took up basically our group took up the middle portion of the island, the very center portion. We were on one end, and there was f- 
three or four groups between us, and then there was the big group on the far end, mm-hmm. farthest upriver end. So we were downriver of everybody, right? Yeah. And also, we were also upwind of everybody because the wind was blowing the opposite way of the water. So the wind was hitting us first, and then the rest of the group after that. Yeah. And uh, there was only three of us awake, me, you, and uh, the other supervisor. And uh, we're just standing around the fire. We're just standing around the fire. We weren't even eating anymore or nothing, eh? We were just talking about the, the supervisor. We were just talking about the bear story that <laughs> yeah, her, encountered. And then right her, there. Her encounter, yeah. And, and, and why she didn't like to be out there. And, and we're all holding, for whatever reason, thank God, actually, we were all holding flashlights, eh? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, had just, it had just gotten to the point where it was pitch black and no moon. No light. It was just the fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, big boy came trampling through. Heard a crack, and then another crack, and then a like a thump, and then another crack. And I turned around, and all three of us pretty much put lights on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Seen a seen a shape and a set of eyes, and, and booked it. And it just took off onto the rock shelf. We heard it hit the rocks like heavy, heavy. You knew it was something big. It sounded like a hook. And it sounded like a hoof because it was so big. That's yeah. what I thought. It, was, it sounded like clapping against. Sounded like a rock. hoof hitting a rock. Yeah, but it just be it could just be the other rocks hitting. Well, the other rocks hard, right? So we're sitting there going, "Oh, I think that was a moose. Yeah, that's that. That was probably a moose or an elk. It was, you Trying. know, you know, calm down, Evelyn. It was probably it wasn't a bear. I don't think. You know, I don't think a bear would have, would have. Uh, we wouldn't. Have, I don't think we would have scared off a bear. And I was, Why? but then I was thinking in my head, like. <laughs> Why would a moose or an elk come walk up to us when we're making that much noise? Because we were making and a we lot had a of fire noise. going. And and we had a big fire going, and so so we're all a little bit on. I know you were trying, you were trying to keep your head clear the whole night. Yeah, just just was, kept talking about stuff, keeping your mind off of it. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't know. In the back of my mind, I was thinking that was a fucking bear. That was a bear. <laughs> and I don't want to know. I don't want to think. I don't want to believe that but it was a bear so we went the next morning to the north or the whatever side of the island the other the side that it came from and it would have been west the very west probably the west side so yeah so I walked <laughs> I walked down there and that's actually in the kayak video yeah we got footage of that I walked down there and there. big old freaking grizzly prints and they still got water in them still got water in them yeah from the night before three hours is it still got dark four early? hours no it was still dark early wasn't it Oh, early no. spring. That's the twentieth of April, twenty first. Oh yeah, it was. So it's still getting dark at around nine thirty, ten o'clock. Well, but we were. Then, that know. was at like two in the morning. Was when we yeah, see them. Yeah. So they're still wet when we were up there. And, and it was probably nine o'clock. It was eight because we took off before nine, so yeah. it was early in the morning, right? So it was a couple. Still, it was four hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I showed them in the video. They're. T- the food was the like they're issue. bigger than my those tracks are bigger than my foot yeah both my feet like they were big and to be still wet it's just something about knowing that they are absolutely like as fresh as they can be and and was. confirming all my thoughts and like just thinking like holy crap something really bad could have happened last night yeah. what what was the kicker as soon as i got back from looking checking out to see if it had taken off Got back to camp, and what do I see hanging on the tree? Oh, uh, yeah, a can of ham, or an old can of ham that someone left on yeah, the Yeah, like a spam, spam can that somebody Shit. 
eaten spam at, at supper time and hung <laughs> hung the can the oily still had ham in it can on the tree right above our shelter. Literally just about dripping on our shelter. Yeah. And everyone else had food in their camp and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we found out in the morning. I went for a little walk down the whole island, see what was up and <coughs> the group at the farthest <coughs> end had soup and and chips and juice and all kinds of stuff laying on out like out of their tent and in their tent they had bags of chips and candy and just an amount just a mess of, of, of junk hanging around the, their, their tent and if the wind was blowing the other way would have caught wind on the bear I completely believe that that bear would have just right. put its head down and went right through us mm. didn't give a fuck but we're lucky that it couldn't smell. It must. I. I would say it was probably curious on our, on our sound and our, the the mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. Because if it smelled the food, if it smelled the food, it would have been. And if it came from the other side of the island, like what would have happened? We would have just heard screaming, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> screaming and nothing and could have done nothing. I would have been get back to get to the canoe. We're going in the water. At night. Oh yeah, better than being on an island with a bear. So yeah, that was a little bit. That was scary. Yeah, that was nerve-wracking. Yeah. Especially realize it afterwards. So well, and when you give you a little talk. About I didn't even tell Melson. I just went up to him in the morning after. Remember, because I I said, did you walk to the island? You said I walked most of the way. I didn't see nothing. I said, well, did you go down to the end? Because there was sand. I noticed there was sand on the end the day before. Mm. He said, no, I didn't go that far. So I went down all the way, and that's where I found those tracks. And then I came back, and you and Melson were cooking breakfast, mm. and I said, hey, Melson, can you uh, get a minute to talk to me here? And I took him down there, <laughs> and I said, you remember last night when you thought we were screwing around with an air horn? He said, he said, yeah. I'm like, this is what we were screwing around about. <laughs> and he looked down, and I've never seen that much emotion in that man's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> his Especially eyes. Especially because it was right behind where he was, right there. His eyes got, like, <laughs> freaking golf balls, like, just huge, and he was like, oh, my God. I said, those are grizzly tracks. And that just clicked even worse. Like, he knew they were bear tracks, but I said, those are grizzly tracks. Who, uh, and he was just like... Which one? What was the other kid that did the same thing when you were Roy? talking to him? Roy. It was it Roy, yeah. I think it was other Roy. No, it's Arden. He was laughing. No, was, yeah, Roy was like, what? I was like, yeah. I think Lawrence, too. Yeah, oh yeah, Lawrence, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad show. That could have been really, really, really bad. Well, intense for everyone there, man. Everyone will be, I think everyone will be a lot more cautious with the food. Well, Melson will be for sure. Melson will be checking camps. Uh, yeah, he'll probably be checking camp a lot. Which is good. He should. He really should. But you'd think that people would have after being Well, you just, just got to care. You got to know that <laughs> something like that could happen. You're not, you're not, a, you're not. Uh, well, we didn't have any firepower either. None? We didn't have a gun with us. Mm. Never do that again. <laughs> Alright, let's see. A couple more notes I think we can talk about. Uh, I wrote down White Court and uh, Steve Oh, Vanilla. yes, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about our moose hunt that's coming up. 43rd of August. Well, yeah, well, we're not completely sure on the dates yet. It's going to be definitely over the 25th, though. Yeah. Well, definitely over um, um, just after the 25th, that weekend for sure. 238 or 300 kilometers in total on that river? 338. Was it? Yeah. 
Yeah. That might have been all the way to that basketball. We can go all the way to oh, that. Oh, yeah, we can. I'm down. Okay. Well, unless we, unless we get a, a moose early. Well, the we thing will be is, the thing will be is it'll have to, we'll have to try and hunt when we can get it out. We're going to have to, uh, like, consider that because it's, it could be, like, if it's cold, it's not a big deal. But if it's hot like this, like if it's 20 degrees out, even 15 degrees, there's no way to keep that much meat cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. Pain in the butt. So we'll have that to deal with. So we're looking for a key right now. And Got a couple hits on our post. Yeah, the 180 sounds pretty... Well, uh, I'll have to get back to her after I'm done this before I go home, but... Yeah. That would be cool. Like one... We're gonna do another film here and see what we can do with it. Like we were saying, it's gonna be a very good time. Probably the longest trip that me and Eric have endeavored on so far, especially with the length of it and the possibilities of it, right? Well, yeah, and just just the goals of it mm -hmm. is gonna be tremendous. And to be to be going alone, mm -hmm. we're not going with a group this time. It's just it's just gonna be us two. Yeah. Which is not that's for me that's not a that's not a breaking point or dividing factor or anything. It's just I like a, it to be honest, because we can do our own thing. Yeah, it's that's not, my it's thing smoother. too. It's a lot smoother process. We don't right? have to. I don't have to camp from twelve other people. Mm. Camp for me, and I gotta think for me. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly. There's not extra food laying around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know that. Bugs me, man. Oh, it bugs me too. Ah, after two days. You know, but yeah, so we'll go do that. And yeah, so it's gonna be about filming. yeah, it's gonna be about three hundred kilometers, and hopefully we can uh, we can make a good wasp. Yeah, call a moose in, spot one. The idea, I think, uh, depending on when we leave, will be canoe most of the time early, find places on the where we can get out if we need every to. night. Yeah, set up shelter, and then if we're for the days that we're not canoeing, we're going to just hunt all day long. And we'll be able to do that if we have a lot of days. We'll be able to do that. Oh, so. yeah. well, we can just camp at one spot for a while, too. Yeah. Stay there for a couple days and go hunting. Yeah, it would be nice to, uh, actually, mm -hmm. it would be nice to go all the way to Athabasca and then get out. And then we can uh, check that camera <laughs> on our way home. Oh, the one <laughs> check that one on the, the, the elk there. No, the one oh. that are on the elk. We can check both cameras within the same couple of days. I that. that one's got elk on it, so. We can do that in the same day. Wow, well, no, that's a long day. ways, but the same trip we can do it. Yeah, same trip. On the way. Just boat, throw the canoe back into the river. Yeah, or. Depending on well, it does the, depend on the meat situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good times. Good adventures. Yes, we're gonna have to start. Uh, it's in motion now, so I guess we just gotta get some dates and dates and get, food. Get some food planning done. I'm gonna. It'll I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with some. Some mountain house. <laughs> some. Those are the good ones. Some. Uh, freeze dried stuff. It's freeze dried food that you just put hot water, boiling water it's into. The stuff you got me. So good. It's uh, it's gonna be, stinky, living in a tent, living on a mountain house, but. It's, <laughs> it's lighter than packing a whole bunch of cooler fulls. Yeah, it makes it gives you gas. Oh. Especially if you're especially if you're on a diet of strictly Mountain House. 
mountain house in granola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting yourself. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Something about bait and trap? Or well, yeah, we can talk. We can talk a little bit about a little bit of our scouting that we haven't done anything of this year. So. We have. We got some cameras out. We've uh, cut some trails. We've. Uh, it's true. Oh yeah, we did actually cut that trail yeah, to did, the. Did quite a bit of scouting actually. To the island there. Not only hunting scouting too. We're doing some winter. Cameras. Winter scouting. We got two cameras up right now. We got primal under the elk camera and the old bear site actually we never even moved it because we had elk coming right through our bear site when there's still bait on it yeah there's lots of things like so and deer too well we know there's deer there's deer everywhere there's there. deer there on the camera that with an elk that with, just with an elk. coincidentally got caught yeah they yeah, were walking the, like side by side the elk was walking and screwing around in front of the camera and then all of a sudden we're looking on the video and there's a freaking deer walking by and just, just doing its own thing and yeah and <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, I knew there was deer there. I've seen deer there lots before, but it's good. It's good to know the elk come through that yeah, because that's a really, it's a really good position. That's a really good kind of forest to call elk to because you can see them. I hope that uh, the big boy comes back. It was a big one. Yeah, yeah. We can start hunting there. I think on the twenty fifth too, and it could be the first for elk. No moose though. We don't see one there. A female. Yeah, I've never seen a bull there actually. I've seen cow and a calf lots. And she was covered in ticks. Eh? Yeah, that was just a young one. I think that was the, the little one we saw in the winter time. Looking rough, same one. Shag or whatever. That's just the there. spring moose look, though. <laughs> yeah, and then we got that. That other camera's got uh, that salt block. So mm -hmm. I really hope that one works because we really took a gamble with that one. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's a little bit of game sign. And we know that there's deer, and we know that there has been or was moose on in that area. Well, there was some fresh-ish. Could be from the winter. But nothing, nothing soft still, nothing. Mm -hmm. But we know there's deer there, so hopefully hopefully there's bucks and bulls on, on, on the, in that area, so. Yeah, it'll get more optimistic towards the summertime, or the wintertime too, once it freezes over. Yeah. Stuff gets crossing, hopefully. They want How are so you guys good. planning on getting to the island in the winter? Uh, we're gonna just drag sleds with us. We actually cut a trail. That's that's another thing that we did. We cut a trail from the it'll nearest. Hold the lake freeze. Okay. The, river. the river. Yeah, it'll freeze. Yeah, we're gonna snowshoe right on sleds with us. And that'll be the easiest way to transport stuff out there this winter, right? That that'll be the time to do it. We're gonna transport out a bunch of stuff. We're gonna have to do some serious, like, um, careful ice mm -hmm. examination. Oh, yeah. uh, we should moving. make. We should make some, um, for when we do cross, it's going to be late in the winter. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make sure, I think we should make some ice spikes. And maybe we uh, tie ourselves to one another and let one guy go across. And, and <laughs> if you fall, I fall? <laughs> no, if, if I fall, you better pull me the fuck out. That, that oh, river. Yeah, keep a distance. Yeah, you, like you'll stay on the edge. That river does freeze. Yeah, freeze and it freezes. Moves. Well, it's it's moving water, but you we I think we'll be able to cross it as long as we get a good cold I winter. I see people ski on it this year, or last year. Skidoo or ski? Ski like cross country. Cross country ski right down the the side of the Smith River just over here. Okay, right on. I see people do I've seen skidoo right. tracks on there. Uh, so yeah, the winter time will be interesting because we cut that trail already. 
And it's just down, do you remember where we came from way long? Just literally straight down. If you go down onto that road and you go down, you really went It's hidden. Way. Yeah. It's hidden. I asked Eric where it was and he wouldn't tell me. Yeah, it's hidden. You'll never <laughs> be able to see it from the road or anything. But yeah. It's in that area. Nice. Just to remind you. Nobody else will know where that is. No. <laughs> so it's nice, nice and isolated. The winter time is going to be a good time because I want to get a lot of that work done over there. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> a, lot of work, a lot of work to be done for the log cabin out there that we're going to put and no one's ever going to know where. <laughs> Our secret escape. Yeah, so this this moose hunt's coming up quick, actually. You know, it's only in... It's in less than... Three what weeks. Is it? I think we only started tenth? planning a couple days ago, too. Tenth, yeah. tenth today. So we got... <laughs> We've got two weeks, that's it. Weeks. Less, you know, it'll be, it's a day less than two weeks if we go early. But this weekend, next weekend, weekend after is the weekend of the 20th. Yeah, but we're going to try and leave like fourth? Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Nice. We got to start getting logistics figured out. Is there anything else we need to cut, go over before? Uh, no, I just wrote down Stephen Rell, but I just wanted, I just did that for my own reference to remember about, uh, I don't know if I showed you, but one of his episodes. What is it, what's it called? What do you do? Yeah. With the moose? When he walks up on the moose? When he walks up on the moose, he shoots this moose with his rifle, right? Yeah. Then sits down and injured. He, he says it's like one of the dumbest things he's ever done. Yeah. Run, gets up on the moose, gets close. The moose is quartering away. Yeah. Quartering away, right? Yep. Like that. He's quartering away from him at first. Laying then he down. Stands up. Yeah, laying down. Then he stands up really quickly. Well, he go, what happens is he, he goes to put him down. Mm-hmm. And his you hear gu- the click. His gun clicks. Yeah, it it gun misfires. Right. It doesn't go off. So as soon as it clicks, that moose is like, you're you're done, Steven. Yeah. Like, bye-bye. Yeah. And he gets up and, like, with doesn't even look like he's injured. Mm-hmm. Runs at Steven Ranella. And I think he took, a, like, a tie up the ass just about it. Yeah, he, it looks like. It looks he, like the moose just he got, got him on He the said ass. he got hit and it kind of threw him into the shrubs. and. Yeah. And his buddy there put him down, so. Yeah, put him down right after. But <laughs> shot just dropped it. But just you know, like if we you, you, we take we take a moose with a bow, we're waiting a couple hours unless it's unless we watch it drop. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna be waiting. Be careful. And it's much different because it's gotta get way closer. And. Well, if we can call him, we'll get him close. If we if if they're calling when we're out there, we'll, we'll be call. Get, we'll be able to we'll get call. Close. That's probably what we'll do. Well, that's what I yeah. plan to do. Um, it might be too early, but getting that close to one is just intense in itself, right? Oh, it's gonna be. You're not gonna believe how big they are, man. They're dangerous. Absolutely. More people dangerous. get killed by moose and injured by moose than bears. Yeah. Did you see the antlers I have here in my deck? Yeah, they're you right? should. They're huge. They're big. Are they like longer nice. than you? <coughs> it's pretty big. Just lay down inside of it. This guy that I'm going to guide for. He's gotten yeah, like low, low, that. Your first guiding, low 60s inch moose, I guess. That's like... How big is that exactly? Like 12, right? That's huge. It's oh. huge, man. That's like Just what estimating they, here. That, that's very similar to the, the amount of inches it's expected in the Yukon, is what this guy harvests in Alberta. Like an average in Yukon? Like what people expect to get in the, in the Yukon. Like... Like, I'm pretty sure Boone and Crockett, which is, like, the records, are somewhere in the high, like, 58 to, I think, up, something, something, or it might even be 54 up, I, I'd have for to look you? it up, I'd have to look it up, just for, in general. How's that possible if this guy just had 60, 
Below 60s. Well, he gets in the record book. Okay. Yeah, this guy's in the record book. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, he's got record books. 50s? I don't know. I, I just took a guess. Oh, but right. It's pretty. It's a pretty good book. Or a pretty good, uh, pretty good size moose. But this, this, yeah, this, 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 uh... Guiding season for your first guide. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, coming up midway through September. Be gone, well, working about a month. Six-day hunts, I think. Mm -hmm. Two days in between. And it's just me and two guys. Boating, or what do you No, not boating. It's, uh, trail hunting. So I think what the plan is, we go in, get as far as we can in the vehicle, hiking it's my kind of hunting anyway yeah that's the best type of hunting it's the funnest and calling and, and he, he said that you know uh, <coughs> excuse me it could happen it should happen I hope it happens I can't wait mm -hmm. it's gonna be awesome I hope that I can uh, be successful in it mm -hmm. and that's why I want to do a lot of moose work this this early bow season mm -hmm. while we can get into like the groove because we will we Moose closes for bow by the time I get as soon as I leave actually just are about. You, are you getting your tag? For what? Moose. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll only be able to take one in the canoe. Unless we can export one. I'll uh <laughs> I'll just get mine later then. Well you can get it if you want. Mm -hmm. Because if you're gonna if if you're gonna wanna shoot it, if you get the opportunity where you you're a better shot than me or you can take the shot than me in the situation, I want you to be able to take it. You yeah. better put it on your tag, because then I, <laughs> I don't have to, I can go do my own by my own, by myself if I have to, right? But if I'm getting one. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me, man. I just want to eat my bear. Yeah. Yeah, well, and we got, we got that, that, that deal set up with uh, the outdoor ed class there at the schools. Oh yeah, we're gonna give them the, we're gonna show them what's up with the bear and shit. Yeah, I can't, even, I can't even remember exactly what you told me. Well, just he Elaborate wants to. Um, if we we're gonna try and get a bear this this fall, and he wants us to bring it in and just show the kids, like, show and them, let them touch it, and let them look at the claws, and let them look at the teeth, and let them look at the anatomy of a bear. At at what this bear could do to you if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. Right up and close. And it's too bad that I couldn't get my hands on a grizzly bear, man, because mm -hmm. that would grizzly bears to me just blow my mind still like and I've seen I've seen a couple and it just blows my mind still like how long the claws are mm. how big just big they are how big they are how much bigger they are than large black bears too like the big yeah fucking black oh, yeah. bears in uh, Yukon I imagine that you've been seeing I didn't see we actually didn't see any no, black nothing. bears in the Yukon just any grizzlies signs? just grizzlies there's lots of black bears there. They're huge there, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Love all. Grizzlies are huge in general. They're all huge. There's some big, big, big grizzlies back in the Swan Hills there. Some, some uh, famous ones. Swan Hills grizzlies. Hmm. By Canuso, too. Actually, you ever been in the Canuso Museum? They got that big, big, big bear that uh lady shot with a twenty two. Oh, yeah, and that... And I don't know if she shot it. I think she shot it eight times. They said. I think it was all in the head because it had like a big hole in the head. Oh, was she, it? Okay, I don't know. That's I haven't, been, I haven't been there in right years, now. like yeah, since I was like eight. We went there on a field trip in school. And yeah, that's me too. I, I, that's what I was gonna bring up. I'm glad you did. That's intense. Taking over the twenty-two eight <sighs> times. I think it was a single shot too, which is even more impressive. Like that lady had some luck. And it was an old granny. Hey? 
Yeah, I think it was just an old lady that <laughs> took it out. What's um, impressive is the skull. I'm pretty sure it had many holes in its forehead. Yeah, I don't remember the skull. I remember the, the mounted the mount. standing. I could, I could be mistaken, for sure. But it was huge. Oh, yeah, it was big. Huge. It's big. I don't want nothing to do with grizzlies. <laughs> if, I can't hunt, if I can't hunt them for their meat, I don't want nothing to do with them. Not here, anyways. Where we can't even get one, right? We can't no. get tags for them. No, they're protected here. The population's coming up though Lots of word going around That they should People think that they should be opened up uh, the, the biologist and <coughs> conservationist Will let us know when we can do that Yeah I want to do them Yeah somebody with a better pay grade Someone who goes out there all the time <laughs> Monitors the population And figure that out for us But Until then I want to get me a wolf Yeah Might be better to get We might We might better luck to see them in the winter time right also they're they're also way better looking in the winter time it was odd how much we went out and didn't see we seen some <coughs> pretty sign of wolf but pretty, pretty recent fresh sign of wolves too but you know they're Marks. they don't they don't want nothing to do with us either so well they're a little more curious they are sometimes no. but I think when we were screwing around with around that wolf area I think it was just one mm-hmm. and he's not gonna mess around there's a he, bunch he of probably them. only goes there. There's a bunch of them. He, well, he, I think he was just doing his circuit because we followed that trail. Far. It went we, we actually like kind of grid searched the trail because mm-hmm. the trail was on a grid. And we seen his little circuit where he dug every single intersection. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Every intersection he would, he would dig at it and then he would walk one way. And then just so turn. He would go west. Yeah. And then he would come back get to a f- he would get so yeah he, so we'd, we were following his prints for a long time that one day yeah straight. and, and uh, he was just going straight got to an intersection he, we seen his paw prints it's just him he dug a hole turned right mm-hmm. we kept walking straight and then you know a couple three hours four hours later we get to another intersection here come his tracks mm-hmm. right across again and digs another hole digs another hole and keeps going and then we'll like turn again or something. Like he's landscaping the place. <laughs> he's scouting it out. Scouting it out, yeah. Just one lone wolf, it seemed like. There's no other prints. No. No other sign. Just by himself, yeah. And that was the earlier ones that we went out on. Yeah. In, uh, well, we don't need to say which area. It's one of the earlier ones. <clears throat> Lots of moose sign over in that area. Oh, tons, tons, like tons. We can't get in there until it's frozen. We tried to get in there this spring. Yeah. Good lord. It was terrible. Up to like knees in water sometimes. I was dry. <laughs> yeah, you got those boots that failed you after a couple months. Yeah. Of as soon as you went to the Yukon, <laughs> they, they failed, failed me. They deteriorated in the Yukon, but <laughs> supposed to be getting refunded for them. So. <clears throat> so you're gonna get a different type, right? Leather ones. Get some leather ones. I don't think I'll go back to fabric. The, the weight of the leather is better than it's it's I, I would take the weight over wet feet because as soon as you get water in your boots your feet are heavy anyway yeah, exactly. so and leather lasts longer and you can take care of it easier and it absorbs it the fabric will absorb the water yeah that's the thing it's longer to dry exactly leather it's all about the leather well and you can seal leather too right you can't always seal fabric yeah so what do we got for we got for stuff coming out here pretty soon I have some more Yukon footage I'm gonna yeah, put you out. Will. You got you got all that stuff, don't you? Um, 
And we're gonna start, we'll probably put out this. I think we should put this out in section on different topics. Well, I'm just gonna, gonna put it in a separate. I'm just gonna put it out as one whole thing. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, got that, this, and nothing until we're ready to go on the. Are we gonna um, put out some more of that kayak footage? I have some more footage. I have all that footage also. Mm. So does Jason. But mm. I have all of it too. We put out some stuff in the wrap. So we can put some some of our shorts out too. Just have like the footage that weren't wasn't in the video and mm -hmm. put it put it out. I think I have some of it too. Yeah. Yeah. On hard drive here. And um. What do you think we should put? The rapids. I've been. We uh, should have lots of footage of the rapids. Oh, we do. We? we do. Yeah. Um, I've been working on some more. Uh, some more pro staffing deals, trying to get in with some some companies. I did a broadhead. I uh, sent an email to Slick Trick Broadheads, and I sent some stuff to uh, Stone Glacier, actually, which is a mountain backpacking company out mm -hmm. of Montana. Yeah. Kind of small. Actually, one of that Australian guy that I went to the Yukon with, he uh, he had a Stone Glacier backpack. He was telling me all about it. Showed me it. It's pretty wicked. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. It looks like something that I want. Looks like it does uh, all the things that I wanted to do. So it'd be nice to get some feedback with some companies and work with them and exactly, yeah. You know, help each other, potentially. So yeah, so that's just yeah. about it. Then we got we got some stuff coming out here pretty soon, and yes, I've been trying to trying to put some more focus on. Uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram. I've been doing a lot more on Instagram, and it seems to be working. Mm. Getting lots, lots more activity, and uh, lots of love. Yeah, I think we should get. I want to get Jason into uh, <coughs> into uh, doing a little bit more on Facebook, like even just posting and liking and sharing stuff, just mm -hmm. just so that people see our page more Comes often. Because it doesn't always have to be our contact. We can always share that. Yeah, I think we should all be doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just need him. He's got to be doing something. And we don't have any footage for him. I want to get some ideas for Jason on what he's thinking about with the uh, editing. Like, I want to get some of his feedback on how he wants yeah, to make I the video. Because you should always go with what the person who's actually editing it feels is right, right? <coughs> so I said when we went out, I want you to think about how this video is going to look when we... Yeah. When we went out on the island there. Yep. I want you to think about what you want it to look like and then take the appropriate scenes and footage to make that. Yeah, dude, fruition. yeah. He needs to plan it out a little bit in his mm -hmm. head, if he, especially if he's going to be taking the videos and stuff too. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but one thing, you know, I wish he could come on this moose hunt with us, but mm -hmm. he can't. And <coughs> he's just not ready to yet. Yeah. And, well, you know, and then we would need another boat. Exactly. That'd be like a kayak or something. <laughs> the camera kayak. <laughs> that would actually be cool. It would, but, you know, I don't know, like, we could talk about it, but it's just... It can't happen yet. If, you know, that's, we gotta pack more food, more water, we gotta make sure that he's got all the equipment that he needs. And I don't think he's... Well, we gotta be comfortable as well, right? Yeah, and he's not comfortable yet. And if there's a, you know, thousand pound moose running through the bush at him, I don't want him to lose his cool. Mm -hmm. 
You'll get there. You will, eventually, just like you will. You, you did. Just like I did. <laughs> I'd like to say, just like I'm learning to do. <laughs> Alright, yeah, well, so let's wrap her up. There, I man. think <laughs> we covered just about everything we want to cover. We're going to get pooped out here. Slowing down a bit. <clears throat> Alright, so that was what? That was our first No Track Outback podcast. Mm-hmm. Featuring Eric Labrie, Courtney Whittle, whom has been quiet as a mouse. <laughs> She's just our critic. And Ryan Biggs. Yeah, this guy here. So, so we're uh, going to do this I again think, pretty uh, soon, I, I think. I was just going to say, I think we should do this again. Maybe we'll do a short one when we get uh, our shit together with the, this moose hunt. Yeah, and then we'll go over what we're going to do and with our ideas. We, we can, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get all my notes together, my maps together, and we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, get some good information. Go from there, we'll yeah. Go from there. We're going to try and figure out this this canoe deal, and uh, other than that, it's it's a go. So mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. So we're going to get that done. We'll end up catching you guys on the other side. All right, that's it.